Hello everybody, welcome to the show. I'm your host, Diamond James. So for today's episode, I'm gonna talk about The Undertaker, WWE legend, The Undertaker, aka Mark Calloway. So The Undertaker debuted at the 1990s Survivor Series pay-per-view. He was a member of Ted DiDiotti's The Million Dollar Man, Million Dollar Team, which was a six on, oh sorry, eight on eight tag team match, I believe it was. So that's where he made his debut. Then after that, he went on to face Hulk Hogan, who was at the very top of the WWE at the time, one of the most biggest stars in the company at that time, and were one of the most recognisable recognizable characters in the WWE at that time. So he had um, matches against Hulk Hogan. Later, that helped set The Undertaker up for an amazing career. He went on to be a multiple-time WWE and World Heavyweight Champion, a six-tag team title holder, and a 2007 Royal Rumble winner. Uh, winner, sorry. His accomplishments in the WWE have cemented his place among the greatest in the WWE. Hard to argue with that. Just look at his resume. He has been a part of many firsts in the WWE, including the first ever casket match with Kam- Kamala. I'm not sure if I got the name right of that person, but if you guys know the actual pronunciation of it, let me know. At the 1992 Survivor Series pay-per-view, the first ever buried alive match in 1996 against Mankind on the pay-per-view, which was called In Your House. And then he went on to be in the first ever Hell in a Sound match in 1997 against the heartbreak kid, Shawn Michaels. So, sorry, just getting my notes up on the laptop here. Um... The one accomplishment that has stood with him throughout his 30-year career is the streak. The streak is often described as special, legendary, and something that will never be matched again in the WWE. So, for those out there who are not too familiar with the word the streak, or the term the streak in wrestling terms, or what that may represent, basically, the streak is a reference to The Undertaker, who for many years was undefeated at WrestleMania, before being defeated by Brock Lesnar at WrestleMania 30. So before that, The Undertaker was 21-0, which was an amazing accomplishment, something that will never ever be done again in that, in that company or anywhere else for that matter, and I think that was one of the most amazing accomplishments you can ever have in your career. To have a record like that, and for many years, just having that sort of protection with your character, I think is fantastic. So, as for 2020, um, the Undertaker took part in his cinematic Boneyard match, Boneyard match, sorry, against the phenomenal AJ Styles at WrestleMania 36 whom AJ Styles, who in real life, requested to work with The Undertaker out of respect, respect, and to help Taker go out with a ban, so to speak. The match saw the return of the previously known gimmick as American Badass, where he would ditch his long 
trench coat and his trademark hat, which was his famous and recognisable look for many years in WWE. Instead, he would make his entrance on a bike wearing a bandana, which was part of the American Badass character, and would arrive on a he- on a motorcycle with heavy music playing in the background for his entrance music. Um, Taker won the match, as, as he would. <laughs> That's his type of match. And the match overall was highly praised by a lot of wrestling critics and dirt sheets and everyone else in the game, and many fans as well. I skipped over quite a lot of The Undertaker's career, not on purpose, but there was so much that he's done in his career, it's quite overwhelming. And I didn't know where to really start, I didn't know where's the right place to begin, where's the right place to end it, apart from what's going on right now in 2020. So I tried to talk about some of his well-known parts of his career, including the streak, his world title victories, and some of his famous rivalries. His famous, one of his famous rivalries was against his half-brother Kane. In storyline, they are related. In real life, Kane, who is known as real-life Mayor Glenn Jacobs of Knox County of Tennessee, They've gone on to have wicked matches over the years. They faced each other twice at WrestleMania. Um, they've gone on to have other matches on other pay-per-views. And Kane, funny, funny enough, made his debut against Shawn Michaels. Um, sorry. Again, too excited. <laughs> Kane made his debut against... Well, actually, he made his appearance in the first Hell in a Cell match that took place between... Taker and Shawn Michaels, where Kane would arrive out of the blue. Nobody had ever expected him to return. We have heard about him, but we didn't know he was coming to the WWE at the time. There was no promotion to do with um, Kane, so he just arrived out of the blue with Paul Bearer, who was in the storyline as Undertaker's father and Kane's father. He would then go on to attack the um, Undertaker before ripping off the cage door or the cell door to make his entrance into the ring where the cell was covering and brutally brutally take down the Undertaker and then of course that led to um, some of their rivalry matches in the past Kane and Undertaker have also been tag team champions when Undertaker was doing his American Badass character Um, Shawn Michaels is another like I just mentioned then, another rival of The Undertaker. Taker and Sean, arguably the best performance in WWE, well, ever to take place in WWE, in my opinion. I mentioned that they were in a Hell of a Cell match just then, with Kane interfering. I hope I got it right anyway. My knowledge isn't too great. But I'm sure like that was the same match where Kane interfered and cost Undertaker the match. Um... So, Sean and Undertaker faced off in Hell in a Cell 1997. Sean went on to win that match and a Casca match, which he won again. So, those two were faced off in Hell in a Cell and a Casca match. Um, the two men would later meet again a decade later in two hugely popular WrestleMania matches. Taker went on to win both matches with Sean retiring after the second match. 
many people praised the second match more than the first match, I think it was. Or the first match, maybe the, more than the second one. Two men gave an outstanding performance. Um, they told a really great story. They left it all out in the ring. They made sure that you fans in attendance, watching at home, whatever it may be, you watched that match and you left the, you left that match or you left the event overall feeling entertained and taken away that these guys left it all out in the ring and that they gave you 100%, no days off, no days off, that makes no sense. Um, they left it all out in the ring and they didn't give you any shortcuts or anything like that. Truly a breathtaking match between two of both men. Legends in this, in this business. And two of the greatest to ever lace up a pair of boots in my opinion. Um, some of the nicknames the Undertaker has had over the years. He's had the Dead Man. The Phenom. Phenom. Or something like that. And American Badass which I mentioned earlier. Those are his famous nicknames he's had in the past from... The, in relation to his characters that he's um, played. So, what's happening right now with The Undertaker? Why am I doing this episode based on him? Well, 2020 has been an interesting year. I, I guess. <laughs> Basically, for The Undertaker, it's been an interesting year because we've seen him... First of all, we've seen him in a documentary, five-part documentary series on the WWE Network called Last Ride, which is also a reference to the Undertaker's, one of the Undertaker's finishing moves they used to do in the past, which was called The Last Ride. But the title of this um, WWE Network series, Last Ride, was also a reference to this being the end of Undertaker's career. Um, because many people may know He's really, like, of course, he's 55 years old right now, so his injuries have caught up with him. He can't move around as much as he used to in the ring. He's quite slower because of his, his age and the injuries he's taken and the bumps he's taken. And, but one of the things I love about him, actually, before I go on to the next um, topic, well, next part of the conversation, one of the things I loved about The Undertaker was that he gave his all, no matter what. Even if he was injured, no matter if he was not feeling up to it mentally or physically, he gave his all. He did not phone it in. He could have easily had just made his money and left. But no, he has an unbelievable love for this business, for the WWE, for the wrestling business. He's one of those people that would do anything for the business. For Vince McMahon, who's the owner of WWE, he has a really good, close, personal relationship with The Undertaker. Which is something I've never seen anybody have with the, with uh, Vince McMahon. Because uh, you hear a lot of stories about Vince McMahon. Some good, some bad. But seeing his relationship with The Undertaker, that's something really special in my opinion. It's not just employee and employer. It's two guys who hold a great deal of respect for one another. And two guys who love each other like family and would do anything for each other it's really really emotional to see that and I think that's really really entertaining at the same point because it takes you into the life 
like, not the life, but the the road these guys have travelled together in terms of wrestling and in terms of the ups and downs within WWE and in both in both of Undertaker's personal life and Vince McMahon's personal life. Those who have really held each other's had each other's backs and they remain great friends. So with this network series we see Undertaker um, really trying to come to terms of whether or not his time has come to retire from WWE. Um, you know, we see him training for matches. We've seen him... Um, like, the series follows him from WrestleMania 30, which was back in 2014, up until his Billboard match with AJ Styles, which took place back in April. So, it covers quite a lot in our, in our short amount of time. And i got to say, the five-part series was really well done. I really, really enjoyed it. Phenomenal stuff. I mean, great, given this, getting to see The Undertaker being so open without, you know, with cameras being around, where The Undertaker used to be, be sorry, The Undertaker used to be so protective of his character, he would never break character. Not that often, anyway. And he was always made, he always made sure that he protected the character, he protected himself, because that's what wrestlers used to do back in the day. They never used to, like, break character or um, let you be behind the scenes of the character or the gimmick or whatever you want to call it. It was, he, he sleeped and breathed the Undertaker gimmick all the, all the time. And that was amazing to see how he was able to keep the character in wrestling terms over. That means he's big with the crowd. And how EA was able to keep it so protected, even with today's uh, technology. You know, you got smartphones, you got Twitter, you got Facebook, Instagram, all the rest of it. So the internet's a big place right now, and the people aren't smart, um, aren't dumb. You know, for the most part, people know that this is this character is not real. They know this guy who's playing this devilish character is not a real devil, and that people re- really, um, they know that there's a man, a real man underneath that character, just a normal human being. But fair play to Undertaker for keeping the character um, a character for many years, always staying protected, protective, and always making sure that he gave the fans everything he could. Because this is a guy who would never take day offs, even when injured. He would make sure that he went out there, even if it means taping up his ribs because his ribs are, ribs are, uh, his ribs are broken. He would go out there and just go out there and give a show for the fans, which is really incredible because not many people could do that. Not many people can say they did that either. Um, so as of right now, the Undertaker's Network WWE series has ended. Five-part series. It was great to see his family life with his wife, Michelle McCool, and their daughter. It was great to see how much of a humble guy he really is outside of the uh, wrestling world. 
and just he's just a great guy, like a great husband, a great father, and just someone you would love to have a beer with some point in the near future or whatever it may be. Now, in the ending of that series, he basically said that at this point in his career, he has no real desire to get back in the ring. Which, to be honest, he's kind of said many times, he's kind of said I'm done, like many times, but the truth is, he's loyal to the business. And if the business business needs him, he'll be there in an in a instant. If Vince McMahon was a caller, I was like, hey pal, um, I need you to work Madison Square Garden against, I don't know, Rey Mysterio, whoever it may be. He'd be like, yep, sure, okay, I'll be there on the next flight out. That's the sort of commitment he has to the business, which is just amazing. So he kind of said, like, you know, I have no desire to get back in the ring. So which many people are taking as, he's basically saying he's retiring. Right now, I have no real opinion on the fact that he said that because he could very well be retired after that. After saying that, he could work another match at some point soon. Who knows? But I'm thankful for all the years the Undertaker has given to the company to us fans. Like I'm blessed to have seen some of his matches. I'm blessed to have witnessed the Undertaker character. And I'm very, very happy to to see that he's going out on his own terms. Like nobody's telling him, right, you need to retire today or tomorrow. He's like, nope, I'm doing this on my terms. I'm going out on my terms. I'm the one in charge of myself. I know what body can take. I know my limits. I know how much I have left in the tank. So he's his own boss in terms of his body, which I think is good. So, like I said, I'm blessed to have seen The Undertaker. Um, like I, I didn't grow up with wrestling because I was quite young. But from what I've seen of it over the years, you know, I've connected with the business. I love a good match. I love interesting characters. And I love seeing, a, seeing people achieve success when they really deserve it. You know what I mean? So... That's the episode here today, guys. Thank you very much for listening. I can't tell you how much that took a lot out of me trying to get through all that. I mean, I put a lot more in it than I actually expected. Looking at it right now, it doesn't look like I've said much. I probably haven't for you guys. But um, yeah, I hope you guys enjoyed this episode and take care, guys.